0: But there are other places you can call home and there are other cultures that you can grab a little piece of and call them your own And I think they I'm just a world traveler, but not just boundaries. It's expectations of others Yes, so, lower them know, <laughs> <laughs> if you have no expectations, you can't get hurt, many more hurt than what they, how they hurt you mm. That's why I take people with a grain of salt, honestly Oh, i we doing called, these things girl, now? yes, because no, these things that have been happening definitely justify this shit happening can't be real like honestly (laughs) because every time you turn on the tv is some bullshit somewhere across the world in your own personal life in your daily life you have to deal with stuff and then you're looking all over the world and it's like people have gone mad and honestly no one wants to take accountability it's like when does it stop like when does all this stop and people start you know owning up to their mistakes owning up to who they are as people yes of course it's money related uh, about, it's always money. about money it's always <laughs> about money it's it's literally always about money and this is where entitlement is going to make sense to you guys
1: <laughs> and hey baby, could you let's talk about roots baby let's talk about unifying we Let's talk about all the good things and the dope things being black can be. Let's talk about accountability. Yes, accountability. And entitlement. Hello, hello, hi. This is Aliyah, and sometimes known as Muhammad Aliyah and very rarely known as leah to those of you who think you know me well enough to call me leah which very few and far between <laughs> but yes today we are talking about accountability and entitlement somehow I always want to say entitlement and accountability i feel like that sounds better
0: or, mm, i mean they go hand in hand so potatoes potatoes yeah,
1: tomato yeah. tomato now moving on to it today i am joined by a very 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 special guest when i first met her i was just like who is this person she had a mask on her face which is currently what we currently deal with i said that twice currently what we deal with uh during this pandemic we meet people for the first time without actually seeing their face and that alone is a trip in addition however when i met this person she was just like hello nod and i was like hello not we'll check you later right and then as she revealed herself slowly and the mask started to fall off i was like who is this incredible person that got jokes on jokes on jokes on jokes but is also a completely down-to-earth um rational realistic fair kind and gentle despite all the tings of the ting ting tings that happen in the world that's hard to be Sorry, please introduce yourself. Sorry, Karen.
0: Thank you for earlier <laughs> for all these compliments. Um, no, it was great coming across somebody like you. Uh, you're it's not about me though. No, no, no. <laughs> because then great minds think alike. It's crazy because. I mean, I've traveled the world, and it's rare to find people that are so true to themselves and so real about how they feel and what they stand up for. Nowadays, people, everyone wants to be politically correct, so you don't ever really meet people for who they really are. Um,
1: That's even another tangent we can go on. By the way, did you say your name? I did not say my name yet, (laughs) but I was getting to it. Excuse you. Sorry, that was my fault.
0: My name is Eileen. I'm from the U.S. I mean, I don't know if I should say I'm from the US because I have a diverse background Uh, I grew up in the Caribbean's uh, West Indies family uh, Haiti to be more precise and I spent half of my life in the US half of my life in Haiti so I guess I'm a little bit of both I mean you are where you call home So to me, when I refer to home, because of all the struggles that I've endured back in Haiti, I consider the U.S. my home because this is where I felt the most comfortable uh, in. And then I decided to take a trip around the world and I realized that the U.S., yes, it is home but there are other places you can call home and there are other cultures that you can grab a little piece of and call them your own and i think i'm just a world traveler i don't belong anywhere anywhere in particular i just belong to the world
1: yeah i feel you on that i think one of the many sentiments i made when i was still growing up and uh, i came to understand that i've always been a rebel my whole entire life but one of the things i always said was like the earth is my oyster yes and this world is my oyster and i just want to be where i want to be when i want to be and you know live my life true to myself and how i want to live it people are like oh so you're here for this long i'm like listen mate i just don't know how i'm just gonna feel in the next 10 minutes let's start there
0: i mean can you really call yourself a rebel because you decided not to follow the pattern laid out for you you decided to be your isn't, own person isn't that
1: what rebellion is
0: not really no i mean no. because how do, how do you define you as a person your true self wow. not the self that your parent made of you
1: Why? Wow. deep Yeah. So Big questions to ask.
0: Yeah, big questions. I mean, this is a topic for a different day, but (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily say rebellious. I would just say you took a chance. You just put yourself out there, and most people are very comfortable staying where they are and following a routine, and you just went outside of the box, decided to paint your own colors instead of the colors that were laid out for you.
1: Also because boxes are very boring, and they're very predictable, and they're all the same shape, um, there's nothing different about it. Of course. We like to bust shapes where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So, Eileen, you've given us a little bit about where you've grown up and who you are. And, um, you found yourself in China, but how did you find yourself in this beautiful place called uh, Shanghai? We, we were, I will <laughs> tell you something. We were cycling. I need think, I think I... Internal flying or something because something is. Yeah, you're going. Can you hear it? Mm hmm. It's causing a disturbance. Ah, and yeah, You should know better by now. It's always on vibrate. Oh, killed the vibe. So, let me tell you we were cycling on our way to this place where we are uh, to the studio. And on our way, whilst we were cycling, and she lost my train of thought. Why was I talking about cycling?
0: No, I have no clue. This... No, but
1: I was gonna. We're talking about how we got here. Oh
0: yes, how we. Oh yes, oh,
1: in Shanghai. Sorry, I was talking about mm-hmm. Shanghai. We were on a beautiful cycle ride, which was never intentional. I actually just wanted to take a car here, but she was just like, "Are you sure on a Friday? Traffic?" And you know it's true. Right now, the traffic is a lot. But we went on the the railway. Which I was worried about and that's another story. But the point is, eventually we got out early just so we didn't have to be in the railway anymore. And we took bicycles. And do you know there's something about living in the city, right? Which surprises you every either every day or every other week or every week, depending mm-hmm. on your movements. But there's always something so new and you're just like, Well, where did this come from? You know? And you experience places differently in the same same city so quickly. And so dramatically as well. I don't know how to keep up sometimes. I'm like, this is here? When did this happen? Last week. Really? And then something else will happen. It just doesn't stop. Yeah, you don't ever
0: get used to too many things in China. Because one day it's here, the next day it's
1: gone. So every day,
0: every day is a Pandora box here in the
1: city. Which is kind of exciting, though.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. It's fun. It's definitely fun. So you ask how I ended up here. Yes. So talk about being rebellious earlier. (laughs) I just, I mean, like I always explain to people, I had my career laid out for me. I mean, six figure job, couldn't ask for better. I had my dream car. I had just purchased my dream car. And I mean, I thought I had made it. But I've realized that money, money uh, doesn't bring happiness. And something was missing. I mean, with the fancy job, fancy car, fancy house. There was still something missing. I found myself just getting aggravated just driving to work. And it's always like being stuck in traffic, for example, and I just wanted a different experience, a new experience. So out of the blue, I decided to quit my job and move to Europe. And when I got to Europe, I realized that all the materialistic things we think we need in order to survive Things like cars, I've never walked in the US, but then I get to Europe and I'm walking the streets and everything looks amazing and you're wowed by everything. Whereas if I was in a car, I would never get that experience. And while I was in Europe doing a master's, I my school offered to finish it in China. It was optional and I was like, why not? I mean, I already made it this far. Might as well check out another continent. I mean, I would want to say that I've been somewhere in Asia before I go back home. And I just came to China and just fell in love. I fell in love with the freedom of not being um, tied to bills uh, compared to the U.S. And the lifestyle here is very different. And people here are very easygoing as far as walking to work. And everybody's taking public transportations. I mean, in America, you would never catch me um, in, in the South, honestly. Uh, in Louisiana, Louisiana, <laughs> in Louisiana, the public system is horrible. So the fact that like these are the little things that bring me joy, honestly, when people ask me if I miss driving, I try to give the U.S. A, another shot uh, a year <laughs> ago. And really? I mean, just that anger of being behind a wheel, being stuck in traffic. I yeah. mean, to to me, it's not life and I wanted to live. I didn't want to fall into that routine pattern so I guess you can call me rebellious because my parents are asking me every day when I'm coming back home and I refuse.
1: No, there's, I mean, every place has their own disadvantages, right, in the world. Um, but there's something, I will agree, it's just the freedom to just move around and mm. also the security. Can we just talk about the security? Oh, my God. So Like, I, wow. I don't
0: know if I ever told you that. Like, one night I'm coming home and I'm super drunk. Two o'clock in the morning, I live on the sixth floor, I'm by myself, and I get in front of my door... And my key falls on the floor and I'm like, oh, shit. I picked it up and I'm like, oh, I'm fucked up. (laughs) And it was just inside thoughts, you know, how you get to those moments. I'm like, oh, I'm fucked up. But then this fear crossed my mind again. I'm like, oh, crap. What fear? Did I think to look back to see if someone was following me in my apartment? Right. And then I like quickly snapped out of it. I'm like, oh, hell no. We in China. Stuff like that doesn't happen in China. Right. So this is the one place I tell my parents. I mean, no news, good news. If you don't hear from me, I'm living my best life because I feel safe here. There are cameras everywhere. Whether I come home at one o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning or in the middle of the day. I mean, I always feel safe. I never have to fear. I mean, I can't say that about the U.S., because, I mean, day, night, you're at church, you're at school, there's a shooting somewhere. You, I mean, you're not safe anywhere, whereas here, yes, I have peace of mind, honestly.
1: As a, as a native uh, South African, I can completely understand. Uh, I mean, every every country has its own like kind of stuff, right? But I, I will admit that I've been in very uncomfortable situations where someone is following you and it's like, how crazy is that but the thing is you're so ingrained with this idea of of not not even this idea but this practice of always checking your blind spots mm-hmm. so as you walk like you know as you're driving a your car you, the blind spots are the the review the back yep. and the sides and stuff your peripheral and you that's how you walk and when i first got to shanghai that's exactly how i still walked i was just like, what. Is Someone close to me, it's personal space. What's going on? Because I still have that thing ingrained in me. Of course. And yet, I have never been so lucky. Touch, wood. I was looking forward so lucky with losing stuff and having mm-hmm. it sent right back to me, giving yes. it right back to me in its order. Girl, Everything,
0: like. You know when I knew I was coming back to this country, what? I forgot my backpack with. All my money, I had over 4000 because I had planned on traveling in Asia, mm, mm. 4000 USD in my backpack, I had my laptop, it's I had everything. money to travel around. Great money to <laughs> travel around if you want to have a good time, especially <laughs> in Asia because your money takes you a long way. But I left my backpack in the metro on my way to the airport. I'm not going to lie, Leah. I freaked out. Yes, I had credit cards on me, but I freaked out because it was my computer, it was my money. I mean... Yeah. It, it, my computer, honestly, I feel like it's my life.
1: Yeah, gadgets are take our life Take the money, leave the computer.
0: Yeah. And I freaked out, and my friend was like, Eileen, don't panic. Let's just check in at the airport. We'll go back to the metro, and we'll ask them about your bag. I did not even make it to the counter. Less than five minutes from the time I realized where I left my, when I left my bag, to the time we got to the counter, my landlord calls me. i don 't know how she got my information, how she knew. She just asked me, "Hey, did you leave your bag at, in the metro going to the airport?" I said, "Yes, in less than ten minutes, I got my bag and everything. They asked me to count every single dollars to make Whoa. sure all my belongings were there. Last you, week, I lost my phone I, I, no, <laughs> yeah, like two
1: weeks ago T- two weeks uh, two ago, ago. No, yeah the thing is we work so so much we we're actually colleagues, by the way. <laughs> Uh, But we work so much that the weeks go so fast. And you're like, when was that? When was that? Didn't that happen? No. What? Mm -hmm. Because every day, it's like you get home. Well, you wait. You leave. You leave. Well, I leave home around quarter to seven. Leave home. And then you wake up. I mean, you wake up, you leave home. And then you get back to home like right six, seven, sometimes eight, sometimes nine, sometimes ten. And then... Even if you get home a little bit earlier, you have to work. Or you have to do other work on the side, or this work, or like, you know, podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always so much being packed into a short little week. And you, and then you have to go back to work again. Yep. And it's like, continuous. And yet we still try to find those little pieces of happiness, like going out here and whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I completely cut out after I have had one night that's way too much. Like. And that's me going out in the day and then getting home early still. And I'm just like, I'm taking the whole day to sleep. Honestly, I didn't understand what the fast
0: life was until I got to China. Because you feel like you're in a roller coaster every single day. And this, I mean, I guess it falls into accountability, responsibility and all that stuff. Because when I lost my phone last week or the week before last, um, I literally made it to work in less than Five minutes after I got to work, Aaliyah was already aware that I had lost my phone. So the lady who found my phone...
1: That's what's crazy, because, like, the other people called... Yeah, yeah, she
0: called my sister... to let my sister know that she has my property and i need to come get it immediately because she doesn't want to be responsible for it Mm. and throughout the day i was talking to her i said don't worry about it everything's going to be okay and she said well you don't have a password on your phone you have over 2000 rmb and i'm like 2000 rmb is only 200 usd like what is this lady panicking for and she's like, I don't want to be responsible for all that money. Like, she was so adamant about getting me my phone back as soon as possible. So I had to have a friend go pick up the phone. And on top of that, they made him take a picture with him, shaking the guy's hand, holding the phone to show that I had all my money on my phone. Wow. Because they did not want to be and They did not.
1: I asked him. How do him, they even know it's you? How do they? That's my thing. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I mean. Someone could call
0: No, I mean, I guess they're doing a good deed. You see what I'm saying? So But
1: whenever they pick up a phone, right, how do they know who it belongs to so quickly? Oh, what
0: they did is they went down my phone list and saw who... How did they open your phone? I didn't have a password on my phone. I had just bought the phone. Smart girl. Well, Well, it's not really smart, smart, but (laughs) it wasn't really smart. But the first thing they did, because my phone was on silent, they turned the ringer on. They went through my phone to actually find out who I was. They did ask several questions. Uh, to my friend like what's the name of the person because my account was on on my phone mm. but i thought it was really weird because she's like you have two thousand on this phone she has so much money and i'm like how did she get into my info and that's when she said that she had to verify i was me in my name and whatnot because the people she was calling she had to ask them who does this phone belong to before talking to them
1: yeah no and that's great and that. Well, that, that's a perfect uh, segue into what I we mean, are talking about. yes.
0: Accountability. It's a great segue because um, <laughs> in America, if you lose your phone, you lose your phone. You can kiss it goodbye. In Bye-bye. Europe, oh my God, Europe was even worse pickpocketing. People felt entitled to your stuff. Entitled. <laughs> Literally. Keyword. <laughs> <laughs> entitled. Especially when you work so hard for your phone, for your material stuff, and somebody else just feels the need that it belongs to them. They're right. Like, you shouldn't be here. I should be here you shouldn't have this phone i should have this phone so just stealing in general i mean i I just think this is a nasty subject but the fact that i live in china and people here tend to be reliable and accountable and definitely honest people from what i've seen so far in the last two years that i've been living here i mean i
1: think it's the best place i could have asked to be in it's so chilled it's really so chilled and it's it's crazy because you can mess up your life but yet you'll get everything together again mm-hmm. and i'm like how is this possible because because it's just and and this is what we get back into right it's it's accountability and and what does it mean to be accountable and let's just really talk about what it means to be accountable and according to some you know giggle definitions and their dictionaries and all that jazz it's they say it's able it's being able to justify your actions being expected to be able to justify your actions, Uh being able to be responsible for your actions, right? Uh And whenever I've always thought about this term accountability or being accountable, I've always thought of it in a governance term, like growing up and studying and during studying in university, whenever we spoke about accountability or being accountable, we always talked about transparency, accountability um, in terms of the government and how they are supposed to interact with us. Uh, as society as the people that they govern mm-hmm. and it's because you know you we do elect these government officials and um we put all of our our everything like control over ourselves into these people we trust them completely well not completely but when you vote you're saying listen i believe that you will you know help my country be a better place you'll help me uh directly or indirectly directly well you, you know, hope you, you hope.
0: hope i mean i mean even my mother as a kid she groomed us into not trusting anyone but god in yourself don't right. you? because at some point even your mother may or may not betray you your friends will or will not betray you so you can't really put your trust in other people because we are humans we fall short we have good days we have bad days and when you talk about accountability it's you looking within yourself yeah. and pointing out. You, you literally have to look in a mirror and say, whoa, I fucked up. This is the type of person I am. And we're not ready for that. Honestly, most no, people are so not ready right for right that. Now.
1: Can I just pause you right there? That's mm-hmm. so great because I was going to get about get to us as people being accountable. But you just took it where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And so well. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but carry on, yeah, because we are supposed to be more accountable to ourselves more than anything. Yeah. Um... And I think I think it's something I, I really, I think about every day. I think about in every little action that I make, because there's one thing that I don't want to ever feel, or I don't want to ever leave an impression on anyone I've ever interacted with as if, oh, this person does not consider their own actions and is not self-reflective. is not accountable for what they've done there's never a day i want to ever think that i've left that impression on someone because to me that is i mean everyone has their own definition of what kind of life you must lead but to me that is it's, it's it's a lie to myself and i always want to feel like did i display the best part of me and was i fair for me fairness is everything and if i can say i was fair then even if i had done something that might not be nice to the other person or they, they might not take well. At least I was true and I was fair to myself.
0: Yeah, but Elia, you have to notice that you're trying to un... What's the word I want to use? You're trying to change something that is embedded in you. And when I'm saying you, I'm not saying you're not accountable. I mean, we're none of us are accountable, honestly. But You're not accountable? Mm, you, do you take accountable for all your actions every time? you honestly no. because let but me explain it to you me,
1: let me no no particular.
0: no 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 but let me explain this to you and i'm not me. let me yes let me uh explain and be specific so today for example one of my students mm. they're talking in class they're talking in class so i ha- ask him to stay after class so he can talk to me and tell me why is he talking in class at seven years old you know what his first answer was the other one was doing it yes And the first thing I had to tell him is, the other one, the other kid's mouth is not in your mouth. I didn't ask you what Benjamin was doing. I asked you what you were doing. But the first thing we tend to do is when we have to reflect and realize like, oh, yes, I messed up. I have to take accountability for what I did. Sorry. I have to take accountability for what I did. We don't want to do that. Because it's always easy to put it on the next person. It's always easy to de- deviate the
1: answer. And Sandy says this as well, all the time. What, deviate? No, 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 like always blame. They always yes, do that, no, we because we have without. to put
0: the blame on somebody else. And yeah. I mean, it's always you, somebody has to pay. Yeah. Even when we look at what's going on in America, whether the people are guilty or not, we want people to pay and it's never us. It's always them so if you look at everything else that goes on in your life the easiest road to take out is blaming somebody else fair because you would have to admit you're a shitty person
1: oh no but like i have no worries i mean the first thing i'm not saying that i'm doing it all the time but i do and i try my very very best to be very reflective i'm not i'm not perfect there will never be no no one's perfect. perfect but the i do do try my best to be very self reflective and also weigh things up and and say, okay, I always ask, I'm like, is this how you're feeling? Tell me why you're feeling like this, what have I done? So I can understand myself and what I have I've done to another person so I can understand. And more than anything, and it's and it's part of evolving, it's part of growing. Of it's course. like it's like always being like, you know what? Even if I may not understand where you're coming from, I understand that if I have hurt you or done something in any way, I apologize for that. I apologize because i'm like you know what it doesn't take too much for me to be apologetic plus plus, you know a grudge isn't the worst thing i've kept grudges before but then i always let them go eventually because i realize it takes more energy to be grudgeful i'm not saying be like the thing is when i say grudgeful i'm like i'm not gonna be like oh i'm gonna keep this grudge i'm gonna remember and I'm, i'm gonna treat you in a very specific way i'm just gonna take a note of what has happened to me and being like, okay, this is who this person is, and I'll maybe might keep my distance, and and you know, I'll just start putting different kinds of boundaries around myself. Of I think course, that's the but not
0: just boundaries; it's expectations of others. Yes, so- lower them. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, if you have no expectations, you can't get hurt any more hurt than what they how they hurt you yeah, yeah. that's why I take people with a grain of salt, honestly, but my thing is as well it 's not just about you but it's about that other person because most people, for example, if you do take accountability, let's say you messed up with a friend, you take accountability, hey, I messed up mm. It takes an even bigger person to look within themselves as well. Yeah. Because what other people tend to do is, oh, yeah, Aaliyah is a shitty person, Mm. but they're not looking at themselves and saying, yeah, you know what? Maybe I could have been a better friend or maybe I could have done this. Maybe I could have done that. They just found the one person to blame and they keep moving. Me accepting my fault and taking accountability Mm. for my uh, shortcomings doesn't mean that you don't have any. But you will never admit that because the fact that i took accountability for my actions you feel the need well you feel justified you feel justified not to have to take accountability because the other one already blamed herself
1: true true it's like i'm done yeah i'm done and that's and that's what we've been experiencing um uh in this these past few weeks i swear this month has been a joke thing. (laughs) <laughs> there's definitely something in the air, honestly. <laughs> there's I don't know definitely what's something been in the air. On like even me, I'm just like, what? What? What, what happened? When did this? Ha- what's going on? Uh, sh- what? And even my reactions to things, I'm just like, what is happening? Like, how am I feeling? I feel so weird
0: in this month. It's that Mercury retrograde. called. Uh, are we it's doing called. these things now? Like, yes, we. Because no, d- these things that have been happening definitely justify. Because there's why something were you, in why the air. Why are you
1: something to justify if it's, if it's straight because up problematic? Because it's not just oh, that here term. Oh,
0: in wow. China. When you look at it, it's problematic all over the world. Me, I said the end is near. That's what I said. Jesus is coming soon because this <laughs> shit happening can't be real. Like, honestly. Because <laughs> every time you turn on the TV, it's some bullshit somewhere across the world. In your own personal life, in your daily life, you have to deal with stuff. And then you're looking all over the world, and it's like people have gone mad. And honestly, no one wants to take accountability. It, it, it's like, when does it stop? Like, when does all this stop? And people start, you, you know, owning up to their mistakes, owning up to who they are as people. Yes. Uh, you
1: know, what, I love how you 'cause because sometimes I feel like, I think when we even, well, we came up with this topic together, kind of, and I'm like, this was actually like perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfect timing. But because it's not just about the problematic stuff. I don't want to say... The BS, the cap stuff that happens uh-huh. um, in the world. It's also about how, you know, in our little lives, we have to be more accountable to the little things that we do on a daily basis. And it's like every single day is a, I don't know, I, I find myself to be a very, I'm tightly wound, anxious uh-huh. person. So I try to stay as calm as possible. But even when I look calm, I'm very anxious. But that, uh-huh. you know, I, I just like to keep busy and I like to do, you know, little things all the time and there's sometimes when i'll make it i'll do an action right i'll say something and i would hope that the people around me understand what i mean by my because i make a lot of jokes i mean you know fool around a lot right but sometimes things are taken the wrong way you know what i mean and it's just like even though someone might have found it funny or whatever uh you never know if like wait could that have been too much have you ever had that i know there's many <laughs> comedians that do deal with that like they don't know what is perceived as okay or not because you're meeting new people all the time.
0: Let me tell you something. And this goes I mean,
1: into accountability of like, are we accountable for the I, the fact that we might not understand what other people might be perceive as rude or mean or well, or
0: you definitely have to fill the room before making any jokes. I would agree. Yes, but uh, in that instant, I mean, you might as well explain to them what happened. Because in that instant is. Well, I wasn't actually referring to that
1: moment. Actually, oh, you I wasn't, weren't. I was, I was just talking generally. Okay. Um, and this is, and I think generally speaking, I think there's a lot of people that might be experiencing the same thing, where they say things and they don't know that it's wrong until. But that's how we learn, yes? Mm,
0: yes, but it also might, it might get confusing at times because when you read a room, right? Oh, for an instant, because I do have to bring it back to what happened between us. You can can bring it up. But we were in a situation where I mean, we're with colleagues, colleagues that we joke with all the time. And I mean, apparently one of them had snitched to HR about something that was mentioned at work. And of course, it's money related. Uh, about, it's always about money. It's always about <laughs> money. It's it's literally always about money. And this is where entitlement is going to make sense to you guys. Um, so it's it was money related. And one of them went and ratted out and said we
1: were talking and discussing money at work about our contract. You know what's funny about that is because it's not even writing out. Because really, like there was nothing ever said yes there was nothing ever said to even
0: them like there wasn't a specific amount (laughs) there wasn't a specific amount there was no contract being showed but in the midst of the conversation uh they went and went to hr and read it out so the girl that hr contacted first asked a simple question who the hell (laughs) snitch it wasn't it, it wasn't anything serious these are Personal colleagues that we've joked with all the time that have made jokes about their genitals <laughs> all the time. Uh, right. So if we can joke about genitals, I don't see what is the issue about asking if you snitch to HR. But at that moment, when they first walked in the room, Welcome,
1: we were welcomed themselves. We were themselves all joking. Yes,
0: everything was fine until we discovered that, okay, one of them went to HR, and instead of, like we said, taking accountability and say, you know what? I did fuck up. I called HR. I talked to them and this is what happened. They pointed the finger at everyone else because they thought HR was not gonna name drop, which Mm. they ended up
1: doing. They threw so many people underneath the bus and I was like, whoa. So
0: in that (laughs) instant, when, when you say we have to lessen the jokes and whatnot because they use jokes because you said, well, you know what happens? snitches get stitches but it was even before hr had name dropped or anything just because you were trying to make light of the story uh, uh, of the frustration no is the
1: kind of stuff you tell your little sisters and stuff because it's jokes yeah it's like it's it's
0: (laughs) honestly jokes but as a way out the person felt the need to oh my god i feel threatened You didn't feel threatened five minutes ago when you were talking about your genitals. But all of a sudden you get busted and you fear for your life. You see what I'm saying? So when you say no, take accountability for your action. First of all, what you did not do, you did not say you were the one that went. And even when we had the proof, instead of saying, you know what? Yes, it was me. You want to turn whatever it is, your embarrassment into anger. And then now you want to feel threatened because of a simple joke that was made. No, don't talk to me about uh, you not feeling safe or whatnot. You just didn't take accountability. It was easier for you to put the blame on someone else and make it an even bigger situation than it had to me because you refused to take accountability. And what I tell people is so easy. Men and women, you don't think if you walked in in a relationship and told a girl, yo, I'm shit. I ain't going to take care of you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to buy you gifts. I'm not yeah. going to take you out to eat. I'm not. She lowered her expectation right then and there, right? Wait. It's easier for people to take you when you come at true face value. It's so true. But no, instead, what you want to do, you want to work hard, paint this picture of the person that you're not, and then want to be mad later on when you get busted. Mm. Why? I honestly respect people that come to me and tell me 100% this is the type of person I am. I am... I'm a snitch because I tell all everybody, <laughs> don't commit a crime around me. I'll be the first one at the police station. I'm Look, tell. Especially if that is going to affect my livelihood. Look, Mr. Gross. Officer, let me tell you, she lives at this address. Her mom did this three years ago, so it runs in the family. I'll be the first one to snitch on you. And I always tell everybody, do not commit no crime around me, especially if it's going to affect me yeah. because i am not going to take accountability or i am not going to take a case for somebody else i'm not going no 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 plausible deniability (laughs) i don't know nothing
1: i don't know nothing. at least
0: you guys know the type of person that i am because i was accountable when i said i ain't gonna snitch but i don't want to be around you when you do that because i'll be the first one at the police station especially if i'm going down with you so it's just really easy because you put so much expectations in people. Like I said, back to the story before, we were joking with these colleagues, right? Everything, everything was peachy, peaches and cream until you had to take accountability for your actions. Yeah. So instead, you want to be big and bad and mad instead of just admitting. It, was, it could have been something so resolved simple. so simple, so easy. Like, yo, you didn't have to go snitch on me like that, but I get you, fam. I see how you feel moving on no moving on but because you did you refused to take accountability you felt entitled because when we say it boiled down to money you felt like oh well they're getting paid more than I am getting paid how is it my fault the last job I was at when I found out that the guy that got hired after me got more money from the school because he because was he white. was a hustler no, nah, I mean, yeah, he used his white privilege, but, but he hustled no, but the school.
1: No, but that's fair because this is the thing, right? This it's, is the not, thing. it's not always just race, right?
0: It's not always it's, just race, but it's not his fault that they're treating me differently.
1: Yeah, It's
0: the school's fault. So you know what we did, girl? We took that dude out for a drink. Right. We went to celebrate because he got in over them. So
1: this is the thing, right? This is how we. he use, didn't feel entitled
0: that we made less or he made more. He didn't feel the title.
1: It's about it's also about working with what you have okay? No one's going to hate you because, like, oh, you have this advantage, you have this advantage, society likes you like this. Let me use this to my advantage. It's not your fault, really. It's how society perceives you at the end of the day. It's like, so it's like, it's the same kind of thing with, let's say, actors, right? White actors taking a role that was particularly written for a black person or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, the feeling that, oh, no, actually, I can't take this role because this was supposed to be a black person's role or right now because of the Black Lives Matter movement like them trying to add more black people onto TV or whatever well, it's great but now you're trying to remove is it like you know some white well, white tears white guilt kind of thing at the end of the day what does it really help because at the end of the day who's the audience that you're who you're who you're you know appealing to you're appealing to a certain audience do you think that's going to make a big difference what what? This I is know question, what you're maybe. saying
0: I mean for the black for the white actors playing black shows uh, I mean, we have enough black people running around y'all couldn't get some somebody from the street like you didn't even have to pay them that much if you really think about it anybody wants black people we just waiting for come up so for you to be a white actor and play a black role i mean there weren't enough black people for you to just find someone you see what i'm saying Where? take accountability don't sit here and say we feel offended yes we do because there's so many of us running jobless So what I'm saying in that manner is the entitlement. It's not even about accountability, it's about entitlement. Because instead of reflecting and looking back at yourself and saying, you know what? Yes, this is not the position for me because there are black people out there. There's too many black actresses and actors not making what I'm making or whatnot. Let me go ahead and let them know that there is a role out there for them. Okay. but we feel entitled or they feel entitled to say oh you know what if the money is right paint my face i'll be black for y'all if i wanted to do i blame them no is it the right thing to do no but this is where we talk about cronyism as well if you go and go find a job and they tell you that your dad's friends work at that job and he's gonna give you the job you're not gonna go because you're gonna feel like oh you know what uh, yeah, it's going to make me feel entitled. Damn right. I'm the first one filling out the application. Dude's right. my dad's friend. I got a guaranteed job. Yeah. This is I'm taking thing. accountability for my actions by telling you I will go get that job because this is the reason why I got it. Unfortunately, yeah, this is the world we live in. Yeah,
1: no. It's but not what is, you
0: have that lets you in. It's who you know, it's who you but know. own up to it. Preach. Don't sit here and say, well, I got the job because you know my degree, girl, your boy, your degree wasn't nothing when you went to present it. You got the job because you knew somebody, own up to it.
1: I agree with this 100%. I'm with this one because, and let's go back to what even entitlement means. It means to be entitled is to feel that like you have the right or you deserve something.
0: I mean, nothing guaranteed that he was going to give me the job because he knew my family, <laughs> but... Yeah, you but, feel like
1: you deserve something, Yeah, right? I don't think... And this is... I've I've had this discussion maybe once or twice before about what it is to feel like you deserve something. And I feel as if no one deserves anything, personally. I do feel that, but then someone might use a different example or a different scenario, should I say. Um... Where let's say you know you have a job you've been working hard and whatever your credentials are better you're you're making more money for the company and then you and then someone that just got there gets the job, uh gets gets uh, was it when you go higher, uh, a promotion a promotion before you, and. Would you say that that person that has been pulling his weight and been doing the most for a company does does that person not deserve that position or that promotion? Would you say that? Well, maybe. I would say that he does and therefore but it doesn't mean that anything is ever guaranteed to you though
0: no nothing's ever guaranteed if you're gonna work that hard to make somebody else rich you might as well work for yourself and make yourself rich because at the end of the day you're your own boss Exactly. so I'm not gonna say everybody needs to go out there and have their own businesses and whatnot but if you feel entitled to get up nothing is ever handed out to anybody and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day Yes, it's going to come down to does the boss like you? It sucks. Even when we look at things as a job referral, if your boss was a shitty boss and you did everything you needed to do at your job and now you need a referral to go to a new job and the boss want to mess you over, it takes one word from them. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yes, you can't feel like because you put 100 percent into this position, you're entitled to get the other position because you were a good employee. Your boss doesn't owe you that. If they want to say he was a shitty person, that's them. That's their opinion of you. Right. Mm -hmm. So entitlement, I honestly feel if you work hard for it, you deserve it. Is it entitlement? Not necessarily. Do you deserve it? Yeah, you probably do deserve it. But if you coming up depends on somebody else's opinion, mm -mm, fam, go work for your own self. Then you can feel entitled.
1: I, don't know, I still feel like this is a little bit of a tricky one because i i i i do we still feel like I don't know this deserve thing like entitlement yes we I've witnessed a lot of entitlement um but at the same time, although I believe that we don't deserve anything, it's more so a choice mm-hmm. but people always somehow bring it down to their entitlement they need to deserve something, and I'm just like it wasn't, as you said, it wasn't you that decided that you deserved it. It,
0: it was somebody else was that desired. It yep.
1: And that was their choice. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it always comes back to choices, right? But let's talk about how we also exercise this entitlement, you know? Okay, fine. You might be- believe that you deserve something, but what do you do with that something? Because it's not just one thing, right, to feel like you deserve something. It's also about how you... Go about it. Go about it. Like, it's it's... You know, if nothing is is set in stone and nothing is for free and life isn't easy and life isn't fair, okay, cool. Yes, you got the one up. Someone chose you. You were chosen.
0: Yeah, but can I be mad at that person? No, Because I it wasn't her, the the person's decision. I mean, I can say I won the promotion and the boss ends up giving it to me and not you. I mean, yeah, you might feel entitled that you've been here longer. You deserve this. You work twice as hard. But honestly, who are you mad at? You shouldn't be mad at me. I mean, I just got put in the position. You should be mad I'm at the good, boss. right? As a matter of fact, we both going to be mad at the boss <laughs> because you didn't make it.
1: Right. So it's how you exercise this entitlement, I think, that we could be fair about. Because, well, this this no entitlement means something wrong well, the feeling that you deserve it but like if something is given to you and you have been given the belief that you are entitled to it right again how do you exercise this kind of power because this entitlement this that's a feeling of power yeah i think entitlement is a feeling of power like i deserve something i have the power to deserve it i have the power to own it to keep it i you know it, Am I coming through? Am I making sense? Her you're brain making, is spinning and she's thinking about this.
0: You're making <laughs> a lot of sense. But to me is people like that are people that have no religion. And what I mean mm. by that is you need to put God first. And honestly, because even Moses, the way he was bought he was brought up, he had all these golds and all these palaces, and at the end of the day he was stripped of everything. Because he did not feel entitled, he decided, you know what? Let me go and make my own. Mm. So if you want to tell me you feel entitled, first of all, only God knows what path is laid down for you. Mm. Okay, I might feel like I need to be in this position and in God's mind is like, no, baby girl, I don't want you to be content where you are. So I'm creating a new path. I'm going to let Aaliyah have the promotion, but you're going to get your business because if I gave you the promotion, (laughs) you would have been content and happy where you are yeah you see what i'm saying that's why you don't hold on to anything i mean life is too short to feel entitled about anything because one day you may have it the next day it's all gone true i mean i know some family members of mine that are waiting for their uh in-laws to drop so they can collect on the money what happens i mean it's life it's (laughs) life, girl i mean i would wait too but you know what i don't know how long they're gonna live so i can't wait too long because being broke forever ain't, ain't for me But what I'm saying is, (laughs) what I'm saying is because you feel entitled to that money, here goes 20, 30 years, life is passing you by and you're not doing anything about it because you want to sit here and be content. God is telling you, I have something greater in store for you. But because of your entitlement, you are your own personal blockage. You see what I'm saying? Oof. You're blocking all your blessing because you're worried about being entitled about something that you have no business being entitled about. Oof. Oof. Take accountability. Get to know who you are. Try to make your own way. I'm a shitty person. I am lazy. I don't want to work. This is why I'm broke. But don't sit here and look at me and say, oh, you think you're all big and bad because I'm actually trying and trying to become a better person. You see what I'm saying? Make your own path. And that's why you got to believe in something because if you don't believe in something, you fall for everything. Amen. Amen, hallelujah. Can I get another amen? Amen. <laughs> she whiskers. I mean, I'm not here to preach, but like... <laughs> I'm you not do, here to preach, but damn. But like, <laughs> damn, you do have to look within yourself to realize what type of person you are and do you have the right to feel entitled or not? And that's just my two cents.
1: That, that's your two cents and that was the only sense that it counted today, really, <laughs> in my opinion. So um, with that said... That's what we really, we wanted to really talk about accountability and entitlement. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. You're the cherry on top. You really spoke about this in a way that made a lot more sense because you do a lot of examples and, um, and you're realistic. So I appreciate you being on this podcast. And um, I think we can all leave and say, we can say this, that at the end of the day, you don't deserve anything.
0: You're not owed anything.
1: You're not owed anything.
0: Make your own way.
1: Make your own way. And sorry, take I think this is like accountability. a passage of like a, and take a, I feel like you're preaching. So I'm just listening and then I'm repeating what you say.
0: Oh, amen, sister. <laughs> on. Go <laughs> I'm on.
1: I'm repeating what you say because this is the verse. And he said, let there, <laughs> let there be yeah, accountability. Mm, amen. <laughs> All right. And thank you for today. And uh yeah, hopefully we'll have another cool episode very soon. But that's yeah, about it. I
0: appreciate you having me on this show. And like I, I hope said, we got all of that out. It makes life so much easier. Just <laughs> take accountability for you. Tell people you're a shitty person. You're a great person because when you tell people, they can't have no expectations. Honestly, true. Because I feel no like I'm, expectations.
1: The I'm the dopest. And I'm I expect for you to be the dopest
0: com. So the day you show up and you ain't shit I'm gonna hold you accountable You said you was the dopest, you was the illest And you showing you me the different
1: you your to it's well, yes. a receipts? Yes, you know so. I'm petty <laughs> You know I'm very petty
0: <laughs> So I will keep my receipts That's the one thing I'm accountable for I ain't gonna lie, everybody know I'm petty She
1: pretty as well.
0: Very petty
1: Alright, alright, thank you, bye <laughs> Did you learn that you got it for me? But you didn't earn that it's never for free. I left it all behind. I left it all behind
0: me.